Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. And there's exactly three of us. It's almost like we planned this. With me, as always, is Adam. How's it going, Adam? Pretty well. Waking up a bit. Um, I finally saw everything everywhere all at once. So my mind is kind of still recovering from that Incredible. absolute awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just processing reality. And like, right now I'm thinking like, there's a universe where I didn't wake up to do the podcast. Or there's a universe <laughs> where, you know, every little minute difference is happening right now. So... <laughs> It's funny, but I am I, here in this universe, so... I saw that movie at a press screening, and, uh, like, I was like, this has got to be the best movie of the year. And I was oh, very yeah. confident about that. And then, uh, it's it been interesting, because now that it's out, like, it's done really well. Like, it just keeps doing well at the box office, and I'm kind of surprised. Like, not in a bad way, but I was like, oh... I didn't. I like this movie, but I'm like, I didn't know how the general populace was gonna take to it. But yeah, I think it's like it's so good. I went to watch it with my friends, and they were crying. (laughs) It it got emotional some parts actually. Like I was, some parts were hitting me hard. I'm like, damn, like this is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. Um. But yeah. Oh, and Spark's here. How's it going, Spark? What's up, Bronson? We out here kicking it. How y'all feel? Uh, well, I'm good. Uh, I did go to bed at like 9:30 last night, which is probably showing my age, but it was great. Got up at 5:30, and I'm like, it's way too early to be up. I got shit to do, podcasts <laughs> to record. So, yeah. And then rounding out the cast is Katie. How's it going, Katie? Good. Still yeah. reeling from everything everywhere all at once it's so good (laughs) and i also wonder if they planned it to have like two movies about the multiverse happen at the same time and except this one being the actual multiverse of madness (laughs) (laughs) because frankly the other one if we're if we're comparing levels of madness i mean i think a raccoon controlling a chef's head like ratatouille kind of beats it I mean, also, too, I think Everything Everywhere All at Once was produced by the Russos who did, like, Endgame and Infinity War and all that. Like, I mean, yeah. They they know how to make a good movie. So, you know, they didn't direct it, but they at least produced it from what I recall. So, 
Anyways, this is not the Everything Everywhere All At Once podcast, although maybe one day <laughs> it will be. Um, yeah, uh, Three Nerds movie news and reviews, you know the deal. Uh, go check out the other podcasts on Three Nerds Network, including Three Angry Gamers, the video game podcast, talking about the Evil Dead video game this week and all the news. Trumble, the horror movie podcast. I think the last two we did were like a ship double feature, ghost ship and death ship. Uh, both of them terrible movies. Uh, the Friday Night Dinner podcast, our Gilmore Girls recap podcast, Nerds and Love spoiler cast on first Friday. Um, with the news, Daredevil TV series in the works for Disney Plus could be a continuation of the Netflix show. Maybe, maybe not. I, I don't. This is this blew my mind when I read this. Um, a because I think it's great. I think. I like the Daredevil character, and I liked what they did with that show. I think they could probably be uh, tighten up the storyline a little bit. I don't know if they want to bring in all the characters and all that from the sh- original show. Um, Adam, do you think they're going to bring back all the characters and actors? Do you think they're going to like pick and choose? What do you think? I think they're going to pick and choose, and I think Disney's just going to say they're all variants, so they can kind of have their cake and eat it too. Like they can have like the care the cast that you know that that they like and that's good, but they can kind of repurpose them to their own to their own liking and their own story. Um, I I don't know if it were up for me, I would bring everyone back. Like I'd bring Foggy back and Karen back, and I thought they were all great. Like on the Netflix series, um, but I don't know. I think Disney's just kind of kind of go in a new direction, and there might be some similar things. That, that crossover, but I think there's going to be some changes as well. Yeah. What do you think, Spark? I know you're a big fan of the Daredevil Netflix series. Yeah, I mean, definitely want Foggy. Definitely want, um, I call her Jessica, because I know her from True Blood, and I just like that name better for her. Um, <laughs> that in uh, Escape Room. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, classic she's, movie escape. Hey, listen, I liked him, but this is that's that's not what we're gonna talk about. But uh, shout out to Escape Room and the and the sequel, Tournament of Champions. Um, I uh, the show's great. I've said on this uh, out several times. Disney Plus has never reached that high, and I, I don't think they will. Um, I I also liked Electra. I, I would I wouldn't mind if. They kind of did something with, with her. Kind of re, brought her back. Because um, mm. I know I know they're not just gonna follow straight up from where they finished on Netflix. Like they're gonna make their own choices. So yeah, I thought the a lecture that they included was actually pretty good. So interesting. I I think they'll. I think they're. I mean, obviously they're bringing back Daredevil. Obviously Kingpin is back. Yeah. I I don't feel like they're gonna bring in karen and foggy i have a feeling and i don't know if i agree with this yet i'm on the fence but i feel like they might just be like oh karen's off in chicago she's doing blah 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 oh foggy is here blah 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 and maybe you have a cameo or something but i think if i had to wager guess i think they're gonna say those two have moved on with their lives like they'll be referenced and stuff but i don't think you're gonna see them in the show I don't know. I could be wrong, but I just have a feeling like they might 
because I think they said that this show might be a continuation, but like the way they worded it was kind of like a, like there's going to be aspects of the show that might carry over. So that tells me that like, it's probably set in the same universe. I don't think there's going to be variants. I know Adam, you said that. I don't think there will be variants. I think it will be, these are the characters from the Netflix series, but the big mm-hmm. thing is, I think you're going to be, there's going to be like, oh yeah, Foggy's like a DA over in like Wisconsin or something. I don't know. <laughs> like something where it's like, oh, he's doing well. Cause I think in the comics, even for Daredevil, like they kind of had those characters eventually leave and like they were in what? the story and they would kind of like come back and forth a little bit, but they were mostly just kind of like, yeah. They, they they served a purpose and they leave. So, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, I'm excited for this. Uh, they're not bringing back the original writers, though. They're bringing in some new writers, which a lot of people have given flack because their writing credits are not the greatest. But I would say, like, most of Marvel's hires typically tend to be people who are either, A, haven't written a lot or directed a lot, or B, they haven't written or directed a lot of good stuff. But I think Marvel tends to want to find people that they can mold and shape for better or for worse. Either you work with the Marvel mold or you get the fuck out is their motto. <laughs> I, just, I just hope they do it justice. Yeah. I, I hope it can wait, live up to the, you know, wait, the legacy wait, wait. and Adam, the popularity. Adam, are you saying that you, th- that you want it to be done blind justice? <laughs> um, well, I hope they have their eyes open when they're shooting the camera, you know, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah do it give it do it blind justice yeah um yeah um, speaking of something i wish i was blind for the she-hulk trailer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah let's crush it <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sorry but i i yeah. always try to i always watch these trailers i always try to give them a fair shake but there's a lot wrong with this trailer, and I presume a lot wrong with this show. Uh, a, the the CG looks fucking awful. Like, wh- whoever did these effects, like, give them an extra two years. It probably still won't be great, but they need the time. And B, I'm like, who the fuck is this show even for? Like, what is the show even about? She's a, 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 a lawyer, and she wants to shack up with men, and she maybe does superhero stuff? Like, I don't know. I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on anymore. No, it looked so bad. Um, yeah, I, I, with the CGI, I don't understand why they didn't just do practicals either. Like, because her Hulk form is not like that much, like, like of drastic of a change, right? Is like as like the Hulk is she's just kind of green basically. So yeah. I would have just done some makeup, some little prosthetics, and then have like maybe slight highlights of CGI here and there, but. The way they did it is just like, yeah, I yeah. It looks like it looks like Shrek or something. <laughs> Actually, you got in trouble from from Marvel for posting that on Twitter. Yeah, I said like Shrek Five coming soon, and then they were like, "This is this is like uh, uh, misleading uh, information that you're spreading here." And I'm like, <laughs> like I apologize. It is, it is not in fact Shrek Five. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> I was lying. Somebody <laughs> needs to take that trailer and like, like recut it, but with Smash Mouth All Star playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 
Spark, are you excited for yeah. this? No, uh, <laughs> I'm not. Actually, it's a good. It's a good question of who is this for? Because this, this, uh, I don't know. Listener base might be a bit young for this reference, but the vibe of this very much felt like superhero Ally McBeal. Uh, yes. Which, like, go look up a trailer and then tell me how right I am. But like, the like go girlfriend thing you have going on, and her kind of being like per per perplexed with her situation. That's like. A little overwhelming, but like you know, she's gonna figure it out. Like you can do it. Um, I don't know, dude. Like this certainly is like aggressively vibe-wise, not like it is different. And like you know, you different populations need to be served, right? So like they're like, look, we've we've done what we've done, and we're we're gonna maybe try and do something different here. This doesn't look great. No. Uh, and then the CGI, sure. And I, I've seen a lot of people online, like, guys, it's just a trailer. Like, they probably haven't finished. Like, there's still grading to be done. And I'm like, okay, I mean, all I have is this. Like, I can't just assume that the end product is going to be good because you say so. Yeah. Uh, and they they have to fix her, her arms. It's not, uh, like, in some of the, like, action shots, it, she has, like, monkey arms like gorilla arms the way that they like lengthen out is it's very weird and that's not shading right yeah. like that's a whole revamp but i mean i'm i'll watch right like obviously i'm gonna give it a shot trailers can lie i've i've, I've been fooled both ways um i mean that nick cage movies trailer didn't look that good to me and that movie was fantastic so yeah <laughs> i was like uh, uh, this is not looking great. This is not looking great. And then they just end with her, like, carrying a dude off to bed. And I'm like, I don't get the, what the fucking point of that is. Like, to show that she's, like, a vibrant single woman or something. I'm yes, like, that's exactly what it's for. Like, it just felt like a weird thing to end your trailer on. Like, I don't know. I would have rather they ended the trailer with, like, oh, here's... Blonsky and the abomination like oh cool reveal said the cool reveal is like ah oh, she gets some and I'm like okay I mean bro this is I mean this is sex in the city three like you know what I'm saying like that's yeah that's the vibe and that doesn't that's not superhero which I'm, is okay yeah it's just I don't know I, I I feel like the show probably like from the trailer it seems like the show doesn't know what it wants to be and I'm kind of, I'll give the first episode a shake but Part of me is like, the show just doesn't seem to know what it wants to do. And I feel like with a lot of these Disney Plus shows, it's not just the tone, but like a lot of stuff. They they go for way too much, and then they end up at the final episode, and there's like 50 things they need to resolve or figure out. They don't, they ended up not, or they just like, just be like, oh yeah, this thing just disappeared. Oh yeah, like, it's it's a problem with all these Disney Plus shows. And part of me is like, I don't know, this, this show doesn't seem to be much better in that regard but we'll see i'll give the first episode a shake but yeah um she hulk right. I, I i don't know not that hyped for it i'm more hyped for fucking obi-wan what would she get in like a week's time than this show i i i thought the subtitle was so cringy too like no. did you have to call it like she hulk attorney at law like could you not have just called it she hulk what <laughs> 
that makes it sound funny, right? Like that, it's, it's she Hulk Attorney at Law is like Birdman, Attorney at Law, right? Or that's what it's called, right? Uh, yeah. The TV show. Anyway, it does, it gives it a sense of humor and uh, this movie is gonna be far from serious, um, excuse me, this TV show. But I, I, I worry that it'll be in a bit of a cringy way. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah. And it just also makes me think too, like, I don't know where the fuck they're going with, like, the next Avengers movie, but I feel like we go to Avengers 5 or whatever it is, and there's, like, this chick and, like, the Hawkeye girl. (laughs) What the fuck are we doing? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know anymore. I think think Marvel may be just, like, starting to derail itself. I, I think they're so concerned with, like, catering to different demographics, both with, like, yeah, different demographics for you know like the lead character but also like genres and stuff too like they're so worried about that like i i wonder how all of this is going to come into a cohesive story you know when you look at uh the mcu in the past few phases like it felt like it was a very like well-planned structure like they knew what they were working towards this it's just like i don't know what the fuck they're building towards and i I, like are we gonna get to the next avengers movie and it's gonna be fucking Hawkeye girl, whatever her name is, Kate Bishop, and this, and, like, Alligator Loki, like, uh, like, Marvel, you gotta fucking show your hand, man, like, you gotta show us what you're working towards, because right now, it's it, it's not looking good, like, I'm not really excited for Avengers 5, if it's going to be, um, you know, Doctor Strange, and all this other shit, like, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting too old for this shit, but, maybe. Uh, Star Wars, uh, there was a big, uh, I want to say it was, like, Variety did, like, a big spread on Star Wars, and, uh, most people at the time were like, oh, that's cool, that's cute, and then people actually read it, and they were like, ah, they talk about a ton of shit, or a ton of shit of this. Um, the first, uh, being John Watt's Star Wars series, it's described as, the show takes place during the post-Return of the Jedi reconstruction that follows the fall of the Empire, same as the Mandalorian. The show is being described as a galactic version of a classic emblem coming of tale adventure film of the 80s. So think like E.T., stuff like that. Um, okay, sure. Maybe bring in E.T. because I think that they confirmed E.T. exists in the Star Wars universe. Why not? Seems bizarre. Adam? Would you watch this? Uh, I mean, right now, this sounds like Stranger Things in space. Um, Yeah, it does. (laughs) I mean, okay. I guess now we know this is what John Watts, like why he left uh, Fantastic Four, I guess, is because he's doing this instead. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I... I I don't know. I'm kind of taking each Star Wars project as they come, like... Mm -hmm. You know, Mandalorian is good, and then Boba Fett was like a flop. And like, Obi-Wan will hopefully be good. And I, I don't know about all these other shows. We'll kind of see as, as, as we see more of them. Um, yeah. I don't think John Watts is like the best director, but he, 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 he can do good. So He seems yeah. like very attached to like 80s stuff. Like I know when he was making the Spider-Man movies, he was like... Uh, uh, I forget the the director's name, and he did like Breakfast Club and all of that. 
Um, but he was like, oh yeah, I really wanted to try to be like those movies. And I'm like, okay, like that's, that's cool. But like, I've seen those movies, but he's, he seems really dead set on being like that. Like just doing stories that are similar to those. And I'm like, uh, that's fine. That'll only get you so far in life. But, um, the acolyte, which is the star Wars prequel of prequels. It's a prequel to the prequel. Uh, it will take place a hundred years prior to the Phantom Menace. So, uh, 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 I still don't get the point of this show. Like, what are we going to see in here that's going to be so mind-blowing? There better not be another Skywalker. That's all I have to say. There better not be like, there's a Skywalker here this entire time. The great, great granddad Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> He'll also be called Luke for some reason. Oh. They better bring back the stupid battle droids from the first couple of movies. The ones that were like, Roger, Roger. They were just terrible. Bring those back. Uh, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is on hold, says Lucasfilm. Not that surprising. We haven't heard anything about it in like the last five years. Whatever that came out. So... It was announced like hopefully they can they can just keep this in the vault for eternity so it never sees the light of day. I think I think it's been canceled, but they just won't admit to it because there's been a lot of backlash with like creators leaving projects and stuff like that. So in their eyes, they'll put it on hold. It makes it seem like there's a chance they might make it. Although I agree, I think they're never they're never gonna make this. Like this is dead. Yeah. Um, like, I, hey, you know what? If they made it, I'd be shocked, but I kind of doubt it. Um, Solo, the Star Wars story. Convince Lucasfilm not to cast, uh, recast classic actors and characters. So, that's probably a good thing, because the actor they got to play Han Solo was not great. I, know some people I, I guess I'm glad they finally learned it. <laughs> learned their lesson? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, nostalgia is pretty much the main thing driving this whole, like, tra- franchise, you know, and this, yeah. the whole Star Wars revival is, is the nostalgia of seeing, like, all the old characters and the old costumes and everything. And Nowadays, yeah. whenever you're watching these shows, you gotta have a wiki up so you can start looking up characters right away, because otherwise you might miss the reference. Yeah. <laughs> like, Punk of Boba Fett wasn't a great show, but I did like when they introduced Cad Bane. But even I'm like, well, if you don't know who Cad Bane is, I feel like some of that allure is lost on you. Like, if someone's just watching, they'd be like, who the fuck's this blue guy? Um, Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie will reportedly be the next one to hit theaters, according to Lucasfilm's Kathleen Kennedy. She did also mention that they're moving away from movies and moving towards what they call persistent storytelling. So, basically, the Disney Plus shows. Which, again, not that surprising. I think we kind of knew they were moving away from making movies, but it's interesting that they're still keeping the movie side of things going, but I think they're probably not on a stringent schedule to keep them coming at, like, a certain time of the year or anything like that. Like, not like before, where I think that at one point they had, like, a Star Wars movie every year. Um, seems like they've slowed down on that front. Um, still don't know anything about this Taika Waititi Star Wars movie, but hey... It's the next one coming, so get hyped, I guess. I think I think he could do some good 
just I, I'm really curious to see what he does with Star Wars. I'm just wondering what rock music he puts into the trailers when. Oh yeah, you know there's going to be rock music. Even though it wouldn't really make sense because there's no rock music in Star Wars. Just a little <laughs> beepy boops. Okay. On from Star Wars news. Um, well, there's the, the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial, which, I mean, I'm not going to recap that shit show, but feel free to go look it up online if you really want to. But uh, Johnny Depp could return as the pir- er, in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise as Jerry Bruckheimer, so... Hey, you know what? At least Jerry Bruckheimer is offering him work still. That's that's something. Um, you know, it's very kind that he did that. I don't know if the world needs more Jack Sparrow, to be honest. I think we kind of hit our max peak for that. But oh, would anyone here want to see Johnny Depp return as Jack Sparrow? Uh, I'm kind of over those movies regardless of who's in front um i've seen them all and uh besides dead man's chest uh, i don't really remember what happened in any of them uh so i don't know uh, yeah at, at world's end was the last one or i don't i don't even know yeah but you know i wouldn't mind like if they did like if they had like a really tight story and some new characters, like I'd be fine with that. Like basically just reboot the franchise, but I don't know. Something tells me there there's something to be said for there's way too much allure for Disney to just slap Jack Sparrow on the poster and be like, he's here. Um, Oh, we got our prey trailer. That looks pretty cool. That's the new predator movie. I think it's just going straight to Disney plus slash Hulu. So, don't have to go to the movie theaters and sit next to people who are making weird noises. You can just watch it from the safety of your own home. But uh, not a very long trailer, and I think very much in line with the 10 Cloverfield Lane director, because uh, he's the one working on this. doesn't really reveal much, but you see uh, these two um, like indigenous uh, people in the field, and then they draw their bow and then you see the predator laser marks on their head so you're like okay so we're getting getting that that's what we're getting so eh. adam what'd you think of the trailer as brief as it was i actually didn't see it yet so i'm gonna have to watch it spark did you get a chance to watch it yet which trailer prey the new predator movie uh yeah that girl in the uh, grass uh Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like she had like a bow and arrow or, or something. Um, I watched it and I didn't even know it was from Predator. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, what is this movie? And then I like stopped thinking about it instantly. <laughs> it might be a so, forgettable movie. Who knows? I don't know, dude. I, you know, whatever. <laughs> Well, something that's a little bit more promising, Spider-Man 4 receives an update from Sony Pictures chairman Tom Rothman. He said that they're hard at work on Spider-Man 4, so in case you thought No Way Home was the last Spider-Man movie they're ever going to make, think again, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I hear Spider-Man 4, I I just immediately think, like, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4. Yes, (laughs) So I have to think, like, oh, no, wait, yeah, the fourth, like, Tom Holland movie, okay. Yeah. 
the Spider-Man 4. Uh, I'm kind of curious, like, what uh, they're going to do. Because they leave that character in an interesting place with, like, Mary Jane and Ned not knowing who he is. And, you know, well, pretty much the entire world doesn't know who he is. And he's got that new costume. So, I don't know. It's kind of exciting. Like, kind of a bit of a soft reboot for the character. Uh, I'll be curious to see, like, what side characters they bring. Like, do they bring in... J well, I guess they brought in J. Jonah Jameson, but like Daily Bugle stuff, maybe do that. Maybe you have them doing some other stuff. You got some villains. I don't know. I'm excited for this. As fake as that is, I'm excited. Uh, Amber ha or Aquaman 2 actress Amber Heard confirms that Warner Brothers didn't want to include her in the movie. Uh, yeah, apparently she doesn't know how much. She's in the actual movie, but she says if she isn't, it's probably like five, ten minutes. So, don't expect much Amber Heard, I guess, in Aquaman 2. Um, I'm willing to wager that in the final battle, she's just randomly going to get killed. Like, it will be very unceremonious, but they're going to kill her off. But like, spear through the gut, that's it. She's done. She ain't coming back for Aquaman 3. Yep. You know, I, I, I'd be okay with a recast even, too. Like, if they straight up just cast a different actress and just pretended like nothing had changed, you know? I'd be fine See, with that. I would be fine with that, too. Here's why I think they won't do that, because in the world of comics and all that, there's different characters you can bring in. And it's probably easier for the studio to just say, here's an actress playing a different character probably will play pretty much the same role, but you get away from that stigma of like, oh, we recast this role. Um, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I, I just feel like the, they avoid some controversy that way if they're just like, well, you know, we're bringing in this new character. I don't know anything about Aquaman's love interest, so I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe there's not anybody else, but yeah. Either way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, I'm just curious how the movie's going to handle her involvement now at this point. Like, I'm just really curious. But we'll find out when Aquaman 2, I already forgot the subtitle for it, comes out. Uh, Adult Swim is making a Rick and Morty anime. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, that's very different. Like an anime series based on Rick and Morty. Yeah. And it's not from the huh. same creators. It's from some guy that makes anime. So, who knows what the story will be. But I wonder if Dan Harmon would be, is involved in any way. It didn't look like it. It looked like it was... I mean, he might have produced it or might have given some ideas. But, it, like, at least on the directing, writing side of things, it doesn't look like he is. So, so yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty anime. Look forward to that. Uh, we got our, our, well, we got a new trailer for The Boys Season 3, and it looks fantastic. I'm just so excited for this show. Um, yeah, looks like more of The Boys. You've got Homelander going full insane. You've got, uh, Butcher taking some drugs to become a superhero. Which I guess is kind of different, because in the comics, he does that pretty early on, but he takes it once, and then he's a soup for forever essentially but in this one they, they seem like they're kind of putting a little bit of a limit on it where it only lasts 24 hours so i guess that's probably to add some dramatic weight to it in case you know he's like at the 
the one hour left mark and he's like freaking out because he doesn't have any or something like that. So, but yeah. Anybody else watch the trailer? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm done watching trailers. I'm just going to watch the show. Fair. You know, that's probably a good decision in this day and age because they give away so much in the trailers now. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, I, I couldn't help myself watching this one, so I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. The There's all of... like quick scenes, or sorry, like or just yeah. quick shots showing everything, and I'm like, I could slow this down and really just break it down, but I'm kind of like, you know, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to wait too. We're getting it soon, so. Well, they also did that trailer that was like riffing on Zack Snyder's Justice League, and all that. Oh was... yeah, that was funny. Yeah, like the the board cut or something. Yeah, but. <laughs> and even like Zack Snyder tweeted about it. He was like, he you know he seemed like he was okay with the joke and all that. So, oh yeah, they I uh, get you know even the Dawn of the Seven is kind of like like the Dawn of Justice movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember that one episode too where they were like on set filming it and. I think Homelander was like, oh, those those Joss rewrites really sing, huh? And like, <laughs> just like, just making fun of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, on to Netflix. They've had, they've had a week over at Netflix. Some good and some bad. We'll start with some of the bad stuff. Uh, Stranger Things showrunners reportedly had a meltdown after the Monopoly set revealed major season four spoilers. I just like that it was Monopoly that did them in. Monopoly was the one that took down Strange Things. Um, yeah, I guess um, a Monopoly set came out, and in it, the cards, I guess, on the Monopoly set spoil events from the, the show or from the season. Because um, they do kind of follow the plot. I don't know. I've never played a Monopoly game outside of, like, the m- vanilla Monopoly, but apparently this, like, the set kind of spoils a lot of the big things and I'm not going to say the spoilers here, but yeah, I mean, there are out there and yeah, apparently the showrunners had a meltdown, but same time too. Anytime you kind of do these promotional things and you do promo tie-ins and stuff like that, like it's inevitable that shit like this is going to come out. I mean, how many times did I read like a movie tie-in book or play a movie tie-in game and they spoiled the story like, this stuff's kind of inevitable. It, it's bound to happen. Like, if you don't want to do it, don't be doing these promo tie-in things because that's where the shit happens. But I think we got, like, a week to go to Stranger Things. So. Um, Netflix lays off 150 employees amid budget cuts, and they expect more to come. Uh, this is after the big subscriber loss over at Netflix. So, yeah. Losing a lot. So of bad for Netflix. I like, <laughs> well, I don't, I, yeah. I I feel bad for the employees, but like, I don't know. I think like a couple weeks ago too, they were like, "Well, if you don't agree with the content we produce, then you can just quit." So mm. there's also that. Too. Yeah, I'm like, eh, a little bit of compassion for your employees is probably not a bad thing. So. Uh, cause there's just so much streaming competition now. They just, just can't keep up. I mean, once they lost the office down in the U S that was it. They're done. 
Netflix is reportedly looking for the next big hit, which is not that surprising, I guess. Reportedly wants to produce more shows like New Girl and not more quote-unquote sad coms, which I find hilarious because I... I mean, I like a lot of the Netflix shows, but like BoJack Horseman, that would be considered a sad com, I think. Um, there was that one uh, with the recovering alcoholic. That was kind of a sad com, so I don't know. I think there's room for quote-unquote sad coms, but maybe you should get a little bit of diversity, get a little bit of everything in there. Uh, and then finally, they got the Umbrella Academy season three trailer. It's it's Umbrella Academy. There's some rock music. There's some action. Some fisticuffs. Anybody else watch the trailer? No, I never got into that show. No. What about you, Adam? Did you check it out? Yeah, no, I I never watched the series yet either. But I, I mean, I've heard it's decent, but it's just. So some, it's like three seasons to, or two seasons to catch up on now. and Yeah, that's a lot. I may get around to it, but mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Curtis kid, though. Yeah, it is. It is pretty decent. Um, so I like it, but yeah, it's, uh, it's coming soon, too. It's coming in June. So, all right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and review some movies and TV shows, including a movie where there's a 20-minute long birthing scene. Enjoy that. Back in a sec. Hey, everybody. It's Curtis from the podcast. Letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right, we're back. And we got our stuff to review. As a friendly reminder, we got our monthly movie commentaries. We took a month off, but we're back. Got one up for um, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. And our next one is going to be Point Break with Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. It's going to be a great old time. Okay. Uh, let's start off the reviews with Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. That's out finally. Uh, if you don't know, this is sort of like a, I guess like the way to describe it is it's very similar to like Roger Rabbit, uh, very meta, uh, with like different animation styles and whatnot, uh, in it, the, the Rescue Rangers have broken up while the actors that play them. And they come together to save save somebody they know. And along the way, there's just a lot of weird and fun references. I think this this is a movie that, like, if you you watch it, you're going to have to watch it a second time just to get all the references. Um, there's a bunch of visual styles and in-jokes and stuff like that. And they literally come a mile a minute. Uh, I was, like, I was pleasantly surprised at some of them, too. Uh, I think the big one that when the internet found out about this movie that came out, like the big one was Ugly Sonic from like the original Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer, the one with the ugly teeth and all that. They he cameos in this and he play and they just call him Ugly Sonic and it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, 
the movie's very funny. A lot of the jokes are probably a little too aggressive. Like, I don't know. I think there was a few times I was watching this where I'm like, I don't know who's going to get this reference. But, I mean, I guess it's there for people to look it up later and find out. But I'm kind of curious how much people are going to really um, kind of pick up on these references and stuff. Um, and I think it's better than, like, movies like Space Jam, A New Legacy, or Ready Player One, where they kind of ham in those references a little too heavily. Uh, this one felt a little bit more natural, but still. I think with, naturally with these kind of movies, it always feels a little awkward when there's as many references and in-jokes as they put. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, yeah. This, this will make a lot of 80s and 90s kids happy, though. Like... If you've watched any kind of animation in the last 30, 40 years, like a lot of it is all here. And I, uh, and it's done with such humor and reverence that um, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't know. I'm going to give this like an 8 out of 10. I definitely would recommend that uh, people check that out. It's on Disney Plus, so you don't have to go to the theaters to see it either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it too. Nice. And my my main takeaway is something that you alluded to is I don't understand who this movie is for because it's a kid's movie uh, and they treat it like a kid's movie. But then, like, I would say 80 to 90% of the references aren't going, nah, okay, maybe 70 aren't going to land if you're nine. Like, yes. you're not going to understand, like... <laughs> what they're talking about and so it it feels it feels like the movie was made for us because we're the ones that grew up with Chippendale Rescue Rangers but then the tone isn't for us it's a it's a kid so I I don't know I they it was weird to me I thought they would include a lot more current references I think that's how you fix that um so they're like oh I know what that is instead of like talking about Gumby when like Gumby was old for us. Like I, like that was an old cartoon when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, but oh, but yes, I would agree that it feels less ham-fisted than some uh, other like free guy. Uh, like uh, it feels a little bit less. Uh, even though they did a lot more references than Free Guy did, it doesn't feel so forced to me, at least. No. Um, and I really liked the Jurassic Park reference near the end. Oh um, yeah. That was a nice touch. Um, and I guess they did include Wreck-It Ralph, which is new. Anyway, uh, I would probably go a six. Um, I, I, it, it is funny, 100%. It is very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it seems kind of all, all over the place in a, in a, in a way that I didn't enjoy. It, it's like a 90-minute long meme, basically. Yes, that's, a, that's exactly what it is. Um, and, and you're either fine with that or you're not... I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I do wonder who this is for because, yeah, I think a lot of those memes are lost on people. But I think, like, kids nowadays, they love the idea of memes even if they don't necessarily get it. Like, I don't know. But, yeah, it's on Disney+. Plus. Go, go stream oh, that. One more thing. that They did a men's – this movie has a men's warehouse reference, like, from the commercials – and like that's all you need to know about like <laughs> about the vibe of this film. There is yeah. a on the nose men's warehouse reference for for seemingly no reason. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there, and it, and there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about men. <laughs> a movie that I think the cinema score on this is going to be like a fucking Z. It's going to be so fucking low. Uh, I. Yeah. Um, Adam, you got to see this movie for, in advance. Lucky you. Um, <laughs> I try to warn you. Uh, yeah, this movie was something. And f oddly enough, I I don't like it, but pro I don't like it nearly as much as I could have, but probably not for the reasons that you or maybe potentially Spark didn't like it. So that's why I'm curious. Spark, what did you think of Men? Um, I did not enjoy it. I am happy I saw it because it's it's a good reminder of what film could be and like pushing limits and taking chances. And like I have always said on this podcast that even even when you're even when you swing big and miss, I usually appreciate the swing if it feels gen genuine and it certainly like feels genuine. I will say that I really liked the couples dynamic. Um, I thought the acting was fantastic in there, and I. I, I wanted way more of mm. them and way less of her beatboxing in a tunnel or uh, just walking, which is a lot of, which is too much of this movie. Um, yes. But I loved those two. And like, they had my full attention when they were on screen. And uh, you give me 10 more minutes of kind of building that relationship, which is really what the movie is about anyway. So <laughs> I don't understand this build up for something that isn't. Anyway, I don't want to dive, I want to cover too many points, but I'll, 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 so I'll, I'll stop there and let you guys talk. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree that like the first two acts of this are kind of meandering. Like they kind of just dawdle along. Like she's pretty much just walking around these grounds and she's like, Oh, there's a naked man. I'm going to take a picture with my phone. And oh, there's a tunnel. I'm just going to play around with Echo for like 10 minutes. Like, this movie really is paced so poorly. And that's kind of why, like, I didn't really like it as much as I could have. Because um, the first two acts are just really not a whole lot going on. And, like, yeah, there's a few little points where you're like, wait, is that Rory Kinnear? <laughs> like, when... She shows up at the church, and you're like, oh, that's Rory Kinnear. He's playing the priest. Oh, there's Rory Kinnear. He's playing a young kid, but poorly CGI'd. Like, you start to make these connections, and then the movie doesn't really do much with it. When I'm like, wouldn't the protagonist start to notice that these people are all looking the same? And she just doesn't really do much with it, uh, which I thought was kind of, like, dumb. So I'm like, wouldn't you be like, why do all these people look the same? Um, yeah, uh, I, I think this movie is definitely for the people who love the internet discourse, the people who love going on Reddit or Twitter and discussing a movie and discussing all these things about it. And I, I'm sure, you know, there's probably going to be an interview Alex Garland gives where he explains this movie more or, or some kind of podcast where he goes over it. I don't care though, because I feel like this movie didn't do enough in and of itself to really explain anything. And I've seen some people give it high scores because they think that like 
there's this big explanation coming from Alex Garland. I, I, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to have to seek out answers for a movie outside of the movie itself. Like, I want answers in and of the movie. Not to say every movie has to do that all the time, but this movie lacks so much clarity in a lot of things. Like, what? Like, how did this all happen? What? Like, what? What happened to the husband at the end? I guess spoilers for this movie, but like, uh, there's just so much that's not answered, and it's got to the point where it was just incredibly frustrating. Um, I think there will be much to say about the grotesqueness of this movie particularly in the third act where things get like beyond insane uh that stuff really kind of it was it was interesting from like a craft standpoint i'm like how do you make this how did this happen but i don't know it also just kind of felt like there was still so much lacking in answers and clarity about this movie that i didn't really care when that stuff happened like i should have been like oh that's cool or that's like giving me some kind of a reaction uh, there was definitely somebody who was gagging behind me in the movie theater which i thought was hilarious but um yeah also do this movie seems to really hate women i don't know how intentional that is or if that was part of the message of the movie but it seems like it's really like anti-woman in a lot of ways um so there was that as well um yeah i don't know i i i I, I could should have liked this movie because I, I like horror stuff and I like that kind of visual imagery and stuff. But again, it felt like it wasn't there. It wasn't nearly as redeeming as it could have been when everything else was just so bogged down for me. And I will say as a positive, like the performances are great. Rory Kinnear and his like 10, 20 different roles is fantastic. And the lead actress, I don't know who she is. Maybe I've seen her before. Maybe I haven't. But she was pretty good in this too. Um... Yeah, so I'm just trying to think of something else, but that's pretty much it. Uh, Oops. Uh, oh, sorry. Well, actually, Adam, did you have anything? Oh, um, oh man. Yeah, no, I agree. With, I kind of agree a lot with what Kurt said about the lack of explanation. Too. Um, I, 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 you know, I thought the setup was pretty good for the most part. Um, like I was interested to seeing where this was all going and what's happening and there wasn't really it was just more confusion it's like mm-hmm. yeah i don't know and if i don't know if this thing like it kind of makes sense they all look the same if it's like this thing is just birthing a bunch of clones or whatever but then it like births her husband and then it's like how did that happen uh well <laughs> very, i don't very know. weird <laughs> Early on in the movie, uh, he's like, I'm going to kill myself and it's going to haunt you or follow you around wherever. So I'm like, okay, I guess that was the point. Like, he put some kind of curse on her or something. But again, I I, I, kind of think it's just like it's all a metaphor for something. And I don't understand what. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I didn't really get what he was trying to say with the film. Uh, Yeah. I think yeah. Alex, Alex Garland's got, I don't know. Like, it just seems so disappointing because Ex Machina, it was a good movie. It did have some lingering questions, but it felt like it was still a cohesive plot. Same with Annihilation. Like, Annihilation still felt pretty cohesive. I'm kind of surprised that Men is such the mess that it is when, like, 
his other two movies were actually pretty solid. Like by no means were they like traditional stories. They had their ways of being different and telling different stories, but it wasn't quite like this. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Clea Duvall is who she looks like. I like, I, she was in the faculty. If you guys saw that, she was in Argo. Oh, my girl interrupted. Look her up, but that's who the lead actress looks like. I thought it was, but I was like, that can't be. She's too young. Um, but yes, Ex Machina is like one of my favorite futuristic kind of like sci-fi-ish movies. Like, I it's 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 pretty high up there. And Annihilation is is solid, is decent. I, I really liked the way that they handled the the, the monster in that. Um, this movie kind of seems like one of those movies because uh, I read a little bit about it um, and like the director was saying how like he le- they left the um, they left the did he or didn't he uh, as a question mark because the main character doesn't know either and so like he wanted to give the audience the same treatment um, and I'm like why? <laughs> I don't understand like because you don't answer any questions, right? You're like, I thought the whole thing was in her head. I thought that was the, yeah, the twist. But then, uh, I, I guess minor spoiler, like when her friend gets there, there's still blood on the doorway. So either they're in a shared hallucination, which like, okay, I guess, or maybe we're still in her head. I don't know. Or or all of that did happen, and then what is going on, right? Yeah. Like. So the mon what? <laughs> like yeah. the monster quote unquote of this movie was real. Yeah, and like the way she smiles <laughs> the way she smiles at the end was kinda like how Rory Kinnear smiled, so I'm like, wait, is she the monster now? I was so confused. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably gonna forget about this movie next week, to be honest with you. That's the movie didn't earn being as like Donnie Darko, I feel like earned being as confusing as it as it was. Yeah, uh, this movie didn't. And at least, like so, I would argue, Donnie Darko at least is more cohesive of a story. Like this doesn't feel like it really holds its own. And that's the thing. If you're gonna do mysteries and all that, like you still have to, your story still has to work as a movie that I watch from beginning to finish and then just forget about it. Like, but. That's not necessarily the world we live in now. People go out and they find interviews and stuff. And that's where I think some people might enjoy this movie because they want to go out and see what Alex Garland has to say and all this. Um, personally, I'm like, no, I don't have the time for that. Like, I'm going to watch this movie and I'm going to move on with my life. And I wish there was more to it than that, but not really. So it's just disappointing. I'm going to give this, I'll still give this like a seven out of 10 because it is still well made like it looks beautiful there's uh some great performances there it's just the plot is hot 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 mess and i don't know i was kind of teetering between a six and a seven but i'll give it a seven for now i might go down on a rewatch if i ever do rewatch this but yeah what do you think of rose score spark uh, I'm gonna give it a three and a half um, because it's mostly to me kind of in 
like it's it's too it's too cool for school in a, in a way that like I I'm like you you shut up. Um, but it is the performances are great. She crushes it. Rory crushes it. I don't know the black guy's name, but he does. Like nobody. I mean, there's so few characters in this film, right? Mm. Uh, everybody brought it. Um, and then cinematography, obviously, like if you watch Ex Machina and like Annihilation, if there's one thing you're gonna get, it's long-held shots that show that show beautiful scenery. Mm. Um, Alex demands that and and brings it every time. So the those two pieces are what gets it those points, and then the film itself, especially that final act, like f you, dude. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like. No, no thanks. But it was well made, so it gets yeah. a three and a half. Uh, I, I was gonna... I said I wasn't gonna look up anything about this movie, and I, I still swear I won't, but I looked up one little thing, and even the star, Jesse Buckley, said she doesn't know what the movie's about. So, <laughs> when the lead of your movie doesn't even know what the movie's about... Hey, Spark, have you listened a little to the bit newest alarming. album by Smash Mouth? So, no, I haven't. Okay. Um, all right, let's see. Um, okay, we also got uh, George Carlin's American Dream. Uh, both parts should be up already. I think one debuted on Friday and then the other on Saturday. Uh, essentially, this is like a documentary looking into the life of George Carlin and his career. Uh, goes into a lot of his personal life, but also to, yeah, it's like, professional accomplishments and just showing how hard it is for comedians to like find their voice and oftentimes having to reinvent themselves just in a struggle to stay relevant with audiences. Um, I thought this was really well done. Uh, it is very long. I think it clocks in between the two parts at just over three hours. So it's almost three and a half hours, but everything about this just really tells us tightly woven and cohesive uh story that really just gives you like this just overly perfect view into this man's life and uh i say in my review on letterbox and social media like twitter but like this is equal parts tragic and beautiful in the sense that like it's tragic because there was a lot of the, like skeletons in his closet and issues that he had but also too like you see what he's able to do and what he's able to accomplish. And oh, you just kind of feel like he, he did quite a bit with uh, the time he had. So uh, I'd give this a 10 out of 10. Like I thought it was just so perfectly well done. It is a little long, but I think if you're invested in watching this much about George Carlin, you're already going to watch it regardless of how long it is. So go check that out. Uh, and then the uh, next up is somebody feed Phil season five. Uh, in case you've never watched it, somebody feed Phil's basically the creator of everybody loves Raymond Phil. And he goes to different countries and he tries different foods. Um, it's cool. It's, it's nothing too outrageously inventive or crazy, but uh, it's nice to see him go around to different places and trying different foods. And if anything, you kind of, see that he has a respect for all those different cuisines and trying different foods. And he does try some stuff that's a little out there, like crickets and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I give it like a seven out of 10. It's, um, certainly, uh, you know, 
something of that's a, that's pretty entertaining. So, and that's it for reviews. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we're gonna finally put Halo out of its misery, and we're gonna talk our movie club this week, which is Top Gun. All right, back in the. Hey, Spark. Have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost. I'm the ghost of What streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash creating so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? All right, we're back. Let's talk about the Halos. Adam, we've we've gone on this journey together. We've watched the Halos. Are you happy it's finally over? <laughs> yes, I, I we made it through. I didn't think it would be this bad. What did you think but... of the final episode was it the redemption we needed for the show or was it lackluster you know like it was better than i don't know the two three episodes before it so it was like i mean really just because it had a lot of action and i think there was really only like a couple or few like three or four action sequences in this whole series really but we get like a big action set piece, kind of see the super soldiers, you know, do their stuff. And I don't know, that was cool and all, but I don't know, man. They're like, they're, they they didn't wrap everything up and they're leaving it open till like season two stuff. And it, with the, that, that scientist woman, she's like, oh, actually I was a clone and I'm still out there. And like, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't. I don't even know what the whole artifact thing is either. We didn't really find anything about that out. Um, I don't know if this blonde did that blonde chick die? Is she dead? I think she is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She was. That was kind of. Oh, like obviously she was going to get betrayed, but. I, I. Yeah, I am also like. Finally, we get him in his fucking armor, and he's kind of stayed in there, I guess. And I'm like, was that supposed to be a thematic arc? Is that he finally, like, 
just stays in the armor and there's a meaning behind that because it seems kind of pointless to me. Yeah. Well, I guess because, like, Cortana kind of, like, took over his brain, too. Right. Um, so I don't know if he's... I don't know if he can just, like, talk like a normal person now. Yeah, or if because, he's... <laughs> because obviously we've been making fun of how often the show has him out of his armor, and then in the end, like, she goes up and she's like, John, and he's like, he just stonewalls her, he doesn't say anything, so... Yeah, he's just kind of, like, stoic, and... Yeah. But I think, I wonder if... I don't know if like he'll come back. He'll he'll come back. He will come back. He'll have like something with Cortana or. Well, I, but yeah. yeah, I feel like I don't know. Like, was the whole build up of the show to be like, oh, we're keeping him in the armor. I'm like, okay, fine. Oh my god, it's like the opposite of him taking his helmet off at the end, but he yeah. <laughs> finally puts it on for good. We. <laughs> built up this whole season for him to finally stay in the armor. Um, but yeah, like, the the action in this was pretty solid. Like, I think that's what saves it, but the plot in this episode, and of course in this season, has been completely uneven. So, like, was it worth all of that? Probably not, but... Yeah. I don't think I got the payoff I wanted. Um, and that whole, the, all the side story with, uh, like that girl whose father was the, I don't know, some protest leader and like with his, his other friend, like none of those guys showed up at all in the last episode. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, why do we need their side episodes? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know. It's just I feel I think apparently they all they've already greenlit season two and like I think they're kind of like a little overly confident in the show and they're trying to do too much and they should probably just stick to making you know Master Chief and kind of his core like sort of like a you know um, of that of those actors like more interesting than trying to branch out to do all this different stuff. I guess. Yeah. Um... I feel like the show is more in in the long game of introducing characters that we recognize and know rather than building up the characters they've already put in the show, but yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I I I probably will not watch the season two, but like they're probably gonna bring in like characters like the Arbiter or like Johnson from the from the the games, like those are just characters that I think are they're they're gonna bring in regardless, but it's also like yeah, I don't know. I think like whatever they do in season two, they just need to be a little bit tighter with the story, and put in a little bit more action. I mean that's what people expect out of this show. So yeah, yeah, more action, and even some of those like like those first person shots, like those are cool in the action sequences. But we could have like more of that maybe too to. Kind of, because it, it, then it kind of makes it like the video game. It's almost like you're just watching. I saw it. Like Twitter <laughs> Someone was like, "Oh, that's so inventive! They did the first person." I'm like, "Fucking Doom did that 20 years ago." Shut the fuck up! <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's not original, but it no. you know it it makes sense for kind of like a, for, a, a thing based on a first person shooter game. Yeah. Okay, um, I think it's time to give this a rating. What do you think for a score for both this, the last episode as well as the season as a whole? 
know, I'll give this last episode, I'll be nice. I'll give it a 7, maybe a 7.2. Um, it was pretty good. Like, if the show just started off with this, like, and went from there, like, it, it could have been, been great, you know. But series as a whole, there was a lot of miss episodes. Mm-hmm. Series as a whole, I think this is like a 5. Yeah, like maybe bar- it barely passes, but I I don't think I would recommend it to people. No, which, I, I yeah. definitely don't recommend it. I would say the season finale, I'd actually give an eight. I, was, mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Uh, the action was solid. the The effects looked really good, but for the for the season itself, yeah, I'm thinking like a six, like. It, it was not worth the ride, to be honest. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I probably will not watch season two either. So. No. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Top Gun, our movie club for this week. We chose it. He ain't here, so. But uh, who here? Who here saw Top Gun for movie? I did. Yeah. Nice. Okay, we haven't heard from you in a bit. What do you, what do you think of Top Gun? I like it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it before. Um, I guess before this month. <laughs> but it's Fair. it's a nice. I guess old movie. <laughs> Yes, it is a it is a good old movie. I, I always say with this movie, it kind of see like if you really watch and think about it, there's not really much going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like they do their training. There's the big pissing contest between Iceman and Maverick, and <laughs> then they graduate. But then they have to go into the big action piece at the end. Oh, and Goose dies. But like, really, not much happens in this movie. Like, uh. it's it's not an overly exciting movie, but even though it's not, the movie's still pretty exciting. <laughs> like, it makes it makes shit like volleyball exciting, and you're like, oh, volleyball seems so cool, and then you're like, no, probably <laughs> isn't. Um, but, yeah. I mean, the visuals of this, the, you know, how it was shot and all that, it's just fantastic, so. Um. But yeah. Anybody else check it out for Movie Club? You know, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't rewatch for Movie Club, but I, I have seen it before. Okay. But. Um, and you're you're a Top Gun fan. You know, it's it's okay. <laughs> I'm not like a huge, I guess Top Gun fan. Yeah, but um. I, yeah, I used to watch it, you know, like with my dad growing up, you know, on the odd Sunday afternoon kind of thing. Um, de- it's, a, it's a decent movie. Nice. <laughs> um, what about you, Spark? Yeah, I, I, I rewatched like up until Goose's death and then this kind of reaction. I mean, I've seen this movie, I don't know how many times. Uh, and then I also worked at Paramount's Kings Island at the uh, Top Gun ride. So 
Oh, there are um, aspects of this movie because <laughs> there's like they play the same. I, there are parts of this movie that I've seen without exaggeration thousands of times. Wow. Um, so I don't need to rewatch it. <laughs> but, but I just I wanted to catch up on this. Uh, I don't know. It's it is it, it does have a very dated feel, uh, which just makes me feel older because like this is a movie I grew up with, um, and. It is obvious, kind of the change. Like they used to just make movies, right? Like they would be like, "All right, we need a hot dude, a hot chick, and uh, blow some stuff up, and make it eighty to ninety minutes, mm-hmm. and that's it." And if you picked, you know, the right hot dude and hot chick, you you had yourself a hit. Uh, and those, this movie doesn't like you. You can tell that it, it didn't have to like curtailed to like the pressures of anything that was happening outside of it, which movies do now. Um, and uh, like you said, not a lot happens. No, not a lot takes place, but heck, hell, hell if I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me tell you. For a movie where there's not much going on, it's still pretty entertaining. It's just it's funny so to, fun. It's just funny to watch as an adult and just be like, there's nothing going on in this movie. Like, they're going to fucking classes, and then at the end, they graduate, and they have to go into an actual fight. Like, eh. Yeah, um, there, aren't, there aren't stakes. Uh, and now, of course, Goose does die. Yes, yes, yes. But that was a freak. Well, I'm not a pilot, so I don't know how much of a freak. But it wasn't like he died in combat. He died in a simulation where there was uh, an engine malfunction, right? So, yeah. uh, and, and I'm not going to say spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it at this point, shut up. Um, but... Yeah, so there was nothing at stake except for Tom Zigo. Uh, that's it. <laughs> hey, is this dude going to be pissed or not? <laughs> that's uh, the whole, also that's the too, whole movie. Like, Iceman is clearly, like, the good guy in this. Yes! Oh, my gosh. I would, like, I, yes. Go, I don't, go ahead. He's, just, he's responsible. He's being, like, he's, you know, looking out for everybody. He's clearly, like probably arguably the better pilot um and maverick's just being a complete fucking asshole to him the entire movie mm. and i'm like wait are we following the villain like oh it's very strange i i yes. just i really sympathize with iceman the whole time i was watching this movie on this rewatch i'm like iceman's pretty nice like he's not like yet like yeah they kind of paint him as the antagonist but he's not really like he's he's like you're you you fly dangerously and you're irresponsible and i'm like it's not untrue. Like, he, he's not wrong. Um, 100% he's not wrong. Yeah. Also, too, clearly when they were making this movie in the editing room, somebody was like, we, we need a female character in this because there's way too much homoeroticism in this movie. <laughs> so they had to put in Kelly McGillis just to be like, listen, these guys are not gay. 100% they are not gay. We have to put this in. Not like that's wrong. I have no problem with it. But you could tell they were definitely like, yeah, we, we, we got to put in some kind of a love interest here. Because her, her inclusion doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in the grand scheme of things. Like that could, her character could literally be any, like could be a guy. Like for training. Obviously like wouldn't be a romantic lead. But like it's, it's clearly there to be like, just in case you were curious. No, they're, they're it's not that kind of a movie. 
Yeah, that is, uh, I mean, there's a lot of them yelling at each other and arguing when they're not wearing a lot of clothes uh, in this in this film, so I understand that. But I, I'm really glad you said that, because as, like, as a kid, you're like, Iceman sucks, right? But then, uh, yeah, when I go back and I'm like, the real villain of this film is Tom's ego, right? Uh, yeah. That's it, right? Like, Iceman, when they're in the shower, and he's like, you you're an amazing pilot but your attitude is awful uh at the end of the day like we are on the same team and i'm like that yeah <laughs> why is the villain of this movie making so much sense right it shouldn't be iceman saying that if he's the villain it should be someone else yeah uh so yes tom cruise is the villain of this he they tried to justify it where it's like his dad died and like he's got a bad name and so like tom has to has to fix the family name but that doesn't absolve him like other people's lives are at risk and he's making very poor decisions mm -hmm. uh and what makes it worse is he's i i think the i think they're trying to say like he's the best flyer right so he keeps making bad choices that work out and they keep being like making a bad choice with a good result is still a bad choice. And he's like, but did we die? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's so funny. So, yeah. Uh, also, the music in this was fantastic. I oh, forgot yeah. how good the soundtrack is, but holy crap. Woo! Also, too, this movie came out the same year as another uh like aviation movie, <laughs> Iron Eagle, and I think arguably this movie's a better movie than Iron Eagle. But I just want to imagine it's nineteen eighty six. You're you're at the box office. You're trying to figure out what you want to go see. Do you go see uh, that or um, Top Gun or Iron Eagle? I, I, the 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 choice was obviously very tough. But I'm looking at a poster now for Iron Eagle, and I'm like. Yeah, it's, it's not, not wrong. Um, okay, uh, I think it's time to break this. Let's everyone think for a score for Top Gun. Eight. Okay. Okay. No explanation. Just, just eight. Uh, I'll eight. give it an eight as well because I'm leaving room for the sequel to to be better. I, I, I also think it's an eight. I, I feel like, you know, some people have said that the sequel that, that's about to come out is better than this movie. I can kind of see it. Like, without having seen the movie, I can kind of see it because this movie doesn't have a whole lot going on. So, I'm kind of, like, that's my main complaint about this is really nothing happens. But at the same time, it's probably one of the better movies where nothing happens and it's still pretty cool, so... I'll give it eight as well, just to join y'all. <laughs> feel peer pressured, but no, it yeah, it is good. You're kind of right though. Where it's kind of like we're just kind of watching this guy's life, without really nothing's really happening. We're just kind of watching him go through his life, and then it does kind of condone the message that if you take risks, but it works out, then it's it's okay. But it's like uh, you probably should be a little more careful. Or <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. a good movie. It's also crazy too that they're not bringing back Kelly McGinnis for the new movie. 
her and Tom are like five years apart, but like based on how she looks nowadays and how Tom looks, they look like they're twenty years apart. Like But she's come out in an interview and said that she feels she's more age-appropriate than Tom is, which probably is true. So. Okay. Well, pack up your bags, everybody. We're going camping because Movie Club next week is Friday the 13th, part three, in 3D, but not quite because it's not really 3D anymore. But, yeah, 40 years old this year, so we're going to we're gonna rewatch that that kicker of a movie. Um, yeah. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now. <laughs>